And we are back to talk about the newest episode of Ahsoka, episode five, Shadow Warrior. Uh, also, it's, it's actually like it's actually like the first episode of Ahsoka because you know the other episodes were were, were the Sabine show, and this is the Ahsoka true. show. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That is true. I have to ask you how you feel about it first because I can't tell if I liked it because it's such nostalgia. Mm. And so, what did you think about the episode? Um, I I liked it. I don't. I don't think I liked it as much as episode four. I Same. think that um, the I, I I suspect that the people that really liked it were people that saw Star Wars Rebels and are more familiar with the space whales and things like that. As someone who's not familiar with Rebels, and yes, like the the little kid tried to give some exposition, but. The I would say that like it was a really great episode, and then all of a sudden they're like space whales to like solve everything out of nowhere, and so that that's just that was a little weird to me. Now now I imagine that if you if you're into Star Wars Rebels, I ima- there was some answer on why the space whales are relevant and how they would suddenly know how to get to get to Ezra and Sabine, but um. Ignoring that kind of ending, which which didn't jibe with me, um, I thought it was like the first half, like the first two thirds of the episode, it was a really brilliant dive into uh, Ahsoka and and Anakin's characters, and I and I loved it. I loved I loved the acting from the the younger actress who played young Ahsoka. I loved Caden Christensen as fucking great. Um, the 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 action was was like mystical but exciting all around them um yeah i i I loved i loved the first two thirds and then the whale stuff i was like whatevs it's fun (laughs) whatever (laughs) you know like um i mean is it better for you because you you know about these whales so real quick, you finally you finally called it Star Wars Rebels instead of Star Wars Rogues. The meme has been broken. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You want me to go back to Rogues? I'm sorry. No, no. For, you're for people that are into Star fine. Wars Rogues, I you know I didn't want to like push the, the joke too far. But um, star for people that are into Star Wars Rogues, the whales appear in like two episodes. Um, they appear in one episode in like season two or season three where they're first introduced and then they're, they appear in the very last episode of Rebels where they're used as a trump card against Thrawn. Um, I do agree with you that I, I really liked all the stuff between Anakin and Ahsoka. I will say the dialogue sometimes felt a bit like, eh, but for the most part, it was great. I don't think they de-aged Anakin or Hayden Christensen. I think it was just like really nice makeup and like lighting. Yeah. That yeah, was I all think they just, into they just it. Used, yeah. Um, I, you're right that the, the dialogue was whatever, but, but the actors did what they could with it. And, um, I have to say younger, younger, like, I actually liked younger Ahsoka more than Rosario Dawson, <laughs> but, um, cause she you, actually, you actually watched a younger Ahsoka. You actually watched her recently. She was, she was the, uh, the younger, um, I forgot the, the, the girl's name, but she was in Barbie. She was the, the daughter. Oh yeah, yeah. She's good at Barbie. She was really good at Barbie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Um, the, the whole. Jo- <laughs> but I was joke. I was joking that uh, that uh, they 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 retconned the costume. They they took away her tube top. <laughs> oh yeah, <Right? laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> I can understand why. <laughs> but um, see, seeing what? young Ahsoka in the Clone Wars really puts it into perspective because you don't really notice this as a kid, but seeing right. that she was a part of this war, she had all this trauma at an early age as a child, at a, as a child, wished. right? Like watching yeah. a cartoon character. This is the whole thing about like watching cartoon Robin hop around you know fighting with batman and then to actually have a child like to actually portray a child on screen they they've never done it right like they always age up robin when they do live action they always age up robin or eliminate robin because if you actually were to show a teenage boy uh fighting alongside a full-grown man you'd immediately like see why that was a screwed up situation um and this is that like all of a sudden it's a child in the middle of war and you're like this is that's that's there's something wrong about that <laughs> you know but when you watch the cartoon you probably didn't think about it true i didn't and 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 thinking back on it now i would have loved for adult ahsoka to have some trauma some ptsd over this i would have loved that uh, cuz have oh, you ever yeah. seen have you ever seen the video of um it's a very well made edited video about how obi-wan has ptsd Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, I can understand that just from the various scenes from from somewhat filler scenes from Obi-Wan, but um, from the well, Obi-Wan series. But th- this guy, um, this guy, Samurai Sosa, he has a video called Obi-Wan has PTSD. It's five minutes, six seconds. I highly recommend it for anybody to watch. He made it seven years ago through editing and all that stuff. He He makes that scene in episode four where Obi-Wan tells Luke about the Clone Wars and his father. He makes that scene hit different when you go back. Um, but I kind of mm. wish some of the uh, the older characters we saw in Clone Wars had a bit of PTSD. By the way, and I, and I know that like Star Wars rogues dealt with the fact that the clones are more than just... I mean, they're human beings, you know. Just because they're clones doesn't mean they're humans. It was interesting seeing her mourn clones. Because, like, obviously the movie... The movies do not treat the clones like they're people. They treat them like they're right, like the they're, they're faceless droids, like anybody else. You know, it it was so it was, that was a fascinating scene with her kind of being like, oh, the losses, you know, like acknowledging that these were human beings. Um, yeah, pretty 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 nut stuff. You know, Ahsoka should be angry. Like she she was a child. They she, they sent a child into war. So weird, man. Like, like now that they've established that and shown that, they could do so much more with Ahsoka. I'm almost, like, angry that they haven't gone so much further with Ahsoka, considering Mm -hmm. now what we really know about her backstory. It's like, oh, my gosh. What what happened? How did she even recover from that? Um but yeah, it's it's uh, and you know I don't know if they will like you know may, maybe in future seasons or whatever. But man, it's a it's a pretty pretty screwed up thing that they that Anakin brought a child into a war zone. <laughs> That's the one thing about Star Wars they've yet to capture from the Vietnam War because George Lucas loves to tout the whole like you know mm-hmm. like, yeah the Empire is the United States and the rebels are the Vietnam. Yeah. Okay, but the one thing they don't ever touch on is the PTSD from the soldiers who return home. We never get, like, any of that. We got... We got it briefly when we saw Kenobi and and Obi-Wan is on that planet and he sees that trooper, like, you know, begging for money. Briefly. But we haven't seen, like, the side effects of 
the war in Star Wars. We, we, we've almost never seen that. These are, and it's certainly not under Lucas. Like now we're beginning to see it a little bit under, you know, like the sequel trilogy had, had that, had the idea with Finn. Um, and, you know, here we can kind of like get it with, with Obi-Wan, but under Lucas, that was just not one of the themes like that, you know, that, that there would be PTSD, um, and that there'd be trauma. You brought up Finn. That was such a wasted opportunity with his PTSD where he's like, he was, he was a fucking janitor essentially. And they put him into this conflict and he's forced to commit these atrocities and like, oh, that would have been so good. And then, and then he, and then he turns, and then he turns, then he turns around and immediately starts committing atrocities like against his former coworkers. And it's like, woo. Yeah. Such a, such a missed opportunity. Oh, so sad. Speaking I of know. missed opportunity, I wanted to know more about the world between worlds. How did she get there? But I hallucination, whatever. They didn't answer anything with that. We don't even know where it was or if she was really there. Maybe she was floating in the ocean the whole time. Though they found though, though they found her underwater, which is a little weird. I mean, maybe maybe Ahsoka's people have like gills. I don't know, but <laughs> you know, it's so it's fine. I I don't know. It was really weird that they found her floating underwater. Had they floated her like found her like floating on the surface or something, I would have been like, okay, she, you know, it's ambiguous whether she was even there. She could have hallucinated the whole thing. True, um, but she still got her final that. lesson, which was. Even though it, it's a direct answer to what Balin Skull said last episode is that your legacy is of death and destruction, just like your master. And the lesson here from Anakin is, yeah, I, I may have taught you, but you're much more than I am. And you are not tied down by who I was. That was essentially what yeah. I got from it. Um, but I got to say, some of the best imagery in Star Wars we got this episode with Anakin and, and, and you know, coming in and out of the, the Darth Vader uh, outline and and oh that was just so cool just a lot of cool yeah moments yeah here. no and that, there's there's a lot of there's a lot of scenes where I was watching this episode and I was it's very well directed very well edited episode um better better direct better direction and editing in this episode than any of the others and I would say the others were pretty good but it's just like so much more time and care uh, put into to framing scenes and everything but even that opening where where they're flying over the forest and you see that set up on the cliff. And I was like, I was looking at that. I was like, is that a practical set or is that a CGI set? Like, what, what is that? Cause it looks so good. And like, I'm, I'm actually like, don't know what it is, you know? And so, so like the scenes they had of like the cliff and the water. And I'm like, what, you know, it's so, it looked so good. Um, and then, and then, I mean, the the war stuff was probably the whole circle soundstage, you know, the the Mandalorian 360 screen. One thing I didn't like is that sometimes it felt like they were killing time. I get that the whales are all majestic and shit and, you know, Star Trek, Star Trek 4. What was it? Star Trek 4, The Journey Home or Undiscovered Country? Which one was the whales? Uh, uh, yeah, Star Trek 4, The Voyage Home, yeah. The Voyage Home. I, I get it's all, you know, Star Trek 4, The Voyage <laughs> Home, blah, 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 blah. Um. But yeah, well, I, did, I did not. I actually also didn't like how it, it's such a little nitpick, but they're like flying towards the whales in their ships and the whales are coming towards them. But it seems like they're both just floating there. Like, shouldn't they be zooming past each other? You uh, know, like, the, the, even, the starships can like hold in place, <clears throat> but the whales, yeah. I don't, even, can they? 
even place? even if they're holding in place, the whales should be zooming by, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, whatever. Uh, turn, the, turn the ships around. I. It's just so weird. And of course, like again, Ahsoka outsider ship is. It's just a lot of weird stuff. Um, yeah, whatevs. I don't know. There, there was a lot of like, oh, beautiful, majestic whales things that just went on and on and on. And it's like fine, whatever. It felt like a lot of killing time, and I'm going to be very real with you. This is the first time we've probably seen Hayden Christensen, well, other than Kenobi. This is the first time we've seen Hayden Mm. Christensen in, what, 18 years since Revenge of the Sith as Anakin as we remember him. And uh, I wanted more time with him and Ahsoka, just like like how in Last Jedi I wanted more time with Rey and Luke. Um, But, of course, that was taken away (coughs) because we have to have more of Hera and her exposition stuff, which I normally don't mind, but Hera, that's really kind of her function. The story is really with our main four leads. Right. I I do feel like Ramona, I do feel like Ramona doesn't have very much to do. Ramona? She's tacked on. Ramona. Hera, Hera, the, the actress, played Ramona in Scott Pilgrim. Uh, versus oh, the world. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. I, I I know that she's also Obi Wan's wife, but like, um, mm-hmm. yeah. There's a lot of a lot of random connections, but uh, yeah. She seems very tacked on. I guess you know her kid helped find Ahsoka in the water. That was a little weird as well. Like he can hear the lightsabers, and then she listens, and then she can hear the lightsabers, and it's like, how does that work? If he's the one that's force sensitive, she should be like, I don't hear it, but I trust him, you know. But I couldn't figure out. But, um, yeah, I also think the first, the first, like I said, the first half is incredible, and and then there's a weird, almost unearned tonal shift. Like Ahsoka goes from having this very troubled, disturbing fever dream where she may or may not have been at the crossroads of time. This, like, insane thing. And then all of a sudden she's like, I'm so confident and happy about whales. And you're like, where, where, where does that come from? Like, it didn't, it just, right? It just yeah. seemed like a big jump, right? She, like, wakes up. She's, like, troubled. Like, oh, I'd, we still don't know where Sabine is. Like, uh, like Hera might lose her, her job. Uh, and then she's just like, happy whales and she's she's grinning and smiling to people and they're like are you sure this how do you know this is gonna work and she's like i don't and you're like then why are you smiling like it doesn't it doesn't i wish something in her like like fever uh, by the way i'm glad that you called it a fever dream because it kind of was i kind of wish something in the fever dream gave like a hint that the whales were the key didn't really yeah like that would have that would have done it that would have done it right mm-hmm. or like something yeah like some memory of of like because you said they were introduced in 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 rogues and so this, <laughs> did anakin ever meet them uh no not to my knowledge no unless uh, there's like some kind of like expanded universe thing where he meets like some expanded universe story where he did but even then he doesn't talk about it and ahsoka wasn't there for the final battle where thrawn and ezra are taken away by the whales so yeah <laughs> yeah so they they totally you're you're so right oh my god they should have just had anakin make some sort of comment about the whales or or you know, or something similar, like like something where he's so. Remember those lizard beasts that that Obi Wan is running around, like riding in in Revenge of the Sith. Yeah, like 
they should have had they should have established something like you know Anakin's like riding a lizard beast and like and like Ahsoka's like how 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 are you able to ride these and he's like he's like you know when you're one with the force you can you can also like connect with with like living creatures and and like think you know know their thoughts like you know something something that would have been like the cluter in that she could she could all of a sudden connect with the whales it's funny you say that Something. because Ezra has that ability and he has shown that multiple times. That's how he was able to communicate with the whales. I guess some Jedi have the ability to, you know, just communicate with animals right. on that level. So you're, you're not but wrong. Some, some, some reminder, you know, some little reminder in her, in her fever dream, mm-hmm. um, rather than her kind of like somewhat nonsensical, like I choose to live comment, you know, which you know the di- the dialogue works fine, but it's just if that is if that's supposed to be her her connection to then go to Wales, I don't know if that really works. You know, well that was supposed to be a callback to what Luke did in your favorite movie, Return of the Jedi, where he throws away his lightsaber oh, yeah. and he chooses yeah. to reject violence and embrace life, even though <laughs> the Emperor was like, "Yeah, well, fuck you, I still choose violence," mm-hmm. and the Force lightnings him anyway until Vader has to go back and choose violence and. Solve everyone's choose problem. violence, which choosing violence, which brings him <laughs> over to the good side. Yes, right. Yes, I understand. <laughs> yes. Um. Yeah. No. I mean, I get all that, but you're totally right that there needed to be there needed to be a reference to the whales or something, or at least reference to connecting with animals, or or reference to Ezra. Some some reminder to have Ahsoka make that connection to all of a sudden, because you know. Her just looking up and being like, oh, yeah, whales. And then being super confident that she can telepathically commune with them and that they will hyperspace jump to another galaxy. And she, when she specifically says, like, I don't know if this is going to work. And then it's just like, well, it's better than staying still. You're like, is it? Is it? <laughs> you know, like. So uh, I, 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 will, I will do the mental gymnastics here because I'm sure there are Star Wars fans who are listening to this right now and fucking yelling at the screen. Um, you could argue that Sabine, who was there during the whole whale thing with Thrawn, Sabine told Ahsoka about like what the whales did. And we also see mm. in this episode that Ahsoka has this Jedi power called psychometry, which she's able to touch objects and get information about them. So you could put two and two together and say, like, you know, Ahsoka deduced that in order to find Ezra and Sabine, she'll have to use the whales, which is fine. But I kind of wish Anakin I mean, helped her. You know, I, one... I, I love I love off screen explanations like that. Yeah, those are the best. <laughs> those are the best when I have when I have to find it like an expanded universe book to like to like fill a plot hole. I, I mean, know, this whatever. is just me deducing you know, uh, it from like, you know, because because Hera did yeah. say Hera did say in this episode that. Yeah, or no, Jason did say in this episode to his mom, like, oh, the whales, like the story you told me. And like, Hera's like, yeah, about, you know, the battle, blah, blah, blah. You could also yeah, deduce yeah. from that that Hera told Ahsoka as well. I, so, I you know, I would have, I would have been more comfortable with Jason filling, like figuring it out than Ahsoka. True. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, honestly, because he's talking about the whales and, and is hearing things and things like that. Like. You know, he's hearing things and connecting with his force power. He should have been like, here's another thing. If you're not going to do the fever dream where there's reference to the whales, you can be like, he can be like, I, I hear them. And then people being like, who? And he's like, you know, the whales. And, and they're like, what? 
He's like, yeah, no, I hear them. Like, I think, I think they know where to go. Like that would have been more, you know, I, I understand that it's very like sixth sense, but like, I would have been more comfortable with that than Ahsoka suddenly being so, so like her suddenly putting on that shit eating grin and being like, yeah, let's go. Like just, which was not really, didn't really make any sense and didn't fit with the theme of the episode. But man, see, now I've talked down the episode. I, I kind of liked it, but that last <laughs> third really does, does kind of like ruin the first two thirds. Fucking whales. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, for, for my uh, Jedi Fallen Order video game fans, uh, notice when Ahsoka's using Kyle Kestis' power of psychometry to the, get the information from the, the broken map thing, uh, the Fallen Order theme plays in the background. And ironically, Ahsoka is also wearing the poncho uh, that Cal... Al- not, not the one that Cal always wears, but she's wearing a poncho regardless. So a little bit of Easter egg for you guys there. Um, for who are fans of the game, but uh, what no, what 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 what'd you think? What do you think of Ahsoka without her um without her uh, headband on? That looks you could so like, see... weird. <laughs> we could actually see the the gradient shift from her face to her to her tentacles. Yeah, so <laughs> totally weird. weird. I don't know. It's just a little awkward to me. Honestly, I, I'm I'm want to go ahead and say the reason it might have looked weird is because maybe it's like it's that thing when you go to the beach the whole day, but you're wearing sunglasses, and then you go come back inside mm-hmm. and you take off the sunglasses, and like it's like the thing that Trump has, where like like his eyes yeah. are like white. The areas around his mm-hmm. eyes are white, but he, the rest of and him is like I, a I red. get it, you know. Also, she probably has like a sunglass tan or whatever, yeah. a headband mm-hmm. tan from from wearing that thing all the time. Like you know, like logically speaking, like yeah, it it, it should totally look like that. Um, but it just was so distracting in the scene to be like, huh, oh, it was really. So it's really weird. <laughs> it one hundred ten percent was, but no. Overall, I did like the episode. I thought it was. I thought it was very good. Um, not as great as episode four. I think episode four was absolutely phenomenal. But um, as always, usually the plot follows our main four leads, which is Balin, Shin, Ahsoka, and Sabine. Hera, uh, Huang, and everyone else is kind of just there for exposition, which I'm fine with. Uh, which is why this episode felt a little off for me sometimes. But for the most part, it was very nostalgia heavy, which I love. And uh, yeah, I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. Yeah, all right. Yeah, it was pretty good. Pretty good. Well, well, well directed. Well directed. Uh, you know, very beautiful episode. Preston, do you mind if we wrap it up here? Sounds good. Sounds good. Guys, thank you so much for joining us. And as always, we'll see you all next time. Have a good one.